I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to the Lime Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander and chatting to you live from Rooftop Terrace here in Morocco. Going to be out here for another couple weeks and today presenting you a fantastic conversation with the Mr. Ari Mizell from Less Doing, More Living. Uh, really phenomenal conversation. Just got done re-listening to it. Uh, and it's great. I got all sorts of great nuggets out of it. So I'm sure you guys are going to enjoy. Um, in this conversation, we get into Ari's interesting story and how he combated Crohn's disease. Supposedly incurable. He sorted out how to cure that little sucker. And um, really interesting how we just will chalk up incurable diseases, especially in relation to the bowels, intestines, inflammation of those territories. Oftentimes, what's the big culprit going on in there? Stress! How do we reduce our stress levels by sorting our lives out, organizing ourselves a little bit, not having a bunch of floating, nonsensical variables, just flubbing up our ecosystem? A lot of overwhelm comes from not knowing what's causing the overwhelm. And there's just, because we have not evolved biologically as quickly as we have technologically. The key with Evernote though, is to overuse it. Just pump it full of information and don't stop. Don't think, don't hesitate. If you have an idea in your head, get it out of your head and get it into Evernote. It's that simple. I hope you guys enjoy this um, as well. Let's see here. I have a little quote that I wanted to read for y'all. This is from Dr. Andrew Taylor Still. And it's slightly in relation to this episode, kind of sort of suppose by some accident, the bones of the neck should be thrown at variance from the normal to a bend or twist. We may then expect inharmony in the circulation of the blood to the head and face with all organs and glands above the neck. We will find imperfect supply of blood and other fluids to the head. We may expect swelling of head and face with local or general misery, emphasis on the misery, the manifestation of some type of psychological, emotional feeling as a product of uh, obstructions in our circulatory system. Looking at our body from a macro and micro level is not just about how many biceps and push-ups you can do, people, but it's also how's the circulation of your lymph, of your blood, your venous flow, arterial flow. Think about all of the thousands and thousands of miles of tubes that are circulating through your system right now. I read some ridiculous number saying something like 60,000 miles of uh, veins and arteries circulating through our system uh, for little kids and up to like 100,000 for big people, probably for me because I'm huge, it's even more than that. Um, 
so think about that. If we have obstruction towards these tubes, then we are going to have issues. We're going to have trauma. We're going to have potentially atherosclerosis, potentially osteoporosis, potentially general misery, as Andrew Taylor still put it. All right. That's what we got to say about that. Please utilize the aligntherapy.com website, A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there you find the blog, hundreds of free videos on self-care and functional movement. You will find the self-care kit, which just sold out on Amazon. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you, people, for purchasing. Um, I'm going to re-up that uh, in one month. You can pre-order now. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be getting new, a little slight change with the self-care kit. I'm going to do some super hearty screw-on lids at the end so you can throw a bottle of wine or whatever you're into throwing into your self-care kit. It's a foam roller, balls, bands, all that fits inside, screw-on tops, comes with a ebook video guide on how to use that little sucker. And uh, love your life. Enjoy things to the fullest, smile often, recognize that happiness and gratitude is a choice. Stop being such a curmudgeon, you're only going to be alive for one time. Live it up, carpe diem. Um, utilize Amazon Portal the website, that's nice. Uh, leave comments on iTunes, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Get your farm animals listening to the podcast, they could enjoy and by the way, that music from the introduction is uh, live, recorded by yours truly just a couple nights ago, and uh, three local fantastic Berber dudes here in Morocco playing some playing some uh, local steezy music. I have about uh, X amount of minutes, I think maybe like five or six minutes of that recording at the end of this podcast episode, so tune in and enjoy i'll be heading back to italy by back to i mean to for the first time in my life uh, in a couple few weeks and then back to the united states of america in four weeks see you guys soon here we go armazel align podcast your story, I know that you've told your story a million times, and I hate asking the same question to people, but yours is fairly important for people to hear. Can you kind of break down how you converted tragedy into triumph? Like, what's your background with that? <laughs> sure. So uh, basically, the, the quick version is I was working in construction uh, right after college, and uh, which, which in general is a pretty unhealthy lifestyle, I think, for most people, but I was taking it to the extreme, uh, I think. I think I was trying to pack in as much unhealthiness as I could. And I was working 18-hour days. I was uh, eating fast food a couple times a day, smoking a pack of cigarettes, drinking, uh, not sleeping, stressed out of my mind. And when I was 23, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. I basically broke my body, and that was the way that it broke. So I got diagnosed with Crohn's, which is a chronic inflammatory condition that doesn't have a cure. Well, it's considered to be incurable. And uh, I got on a lot of meds, and I got sicker and sicker uh, until the point where I was basically only able to work like an hour a day. And uh, it, it nearly killed me a couple times, and basically... I had this confluence of realizing that, A, I was only 
getting an hour a day to work, so I had to really make the most of it. Uh, and the other was that stress was killing me. So those two things combined helped me create an entirely new system of productivity, which I would call less doing, as in less doing, more living, where I help people, I teach them how to optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their lives, right. including their health. Yeah. And so that's where I think it's interesting. That was, that was the main reason I really wanted to chat with you is because I think that there's so many people out there that their bucket hasn't completely spilled over with stress to the point that they're inflamed in their intestines, you know, well, maybe they're a little bit inflamed, you know, but it's like, it hasn't exploded yet. Right. And so I think that what you're doing to help yourself is so crucially important for everybody else because everybody could reduce their stress level a little bit. And all of a sudden the implications I think would be huge. Yeah. You know, so do you have any sense of like, what was some of the main things that helped you reduce your stress level? Well, you know, it's funny because it, there's not like a very, very simple straight and hard answer to that because the truth is is that the less doing system that I created is the answer in a lot of ways. That was the result. I, I basically and, – and that framework of optimize, automate, outsource is really how I approach everything in my life now. A lot of the pe- a lot of so there's two sides of stress for me to that I find with a lot of people. One is that there's a sense of overwhelm, and that's what I deal with. I mean, that's what I deal with the most commonly is right. that people are telling me all the time, "I'm overwhelmed." All right, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm just so overwhelmed. A lot of overwhelm comes from not knowing what's causing the overwhelm, and there's just because we have not evolved biologically as quickly as we have technologically, right? So it's we can't reasonably expect to keep up with all this kind of information and a lot of times we just don't our brains don't you know they're just like whatever there's all this stuff happening and it's just like a barrage and you don't know and so that's the overwhelm so a lot of it actually comes down to tracking and awareness that's a big thing is there's just a lack of awareness so if you tell somebody like if you ask somebody how many emails they have in their inbox and it's somebody who has a lot they'll be like oh it's you know it could be a thousand or ten thousand which seems like a really insurmountable number and it's not by the way ten thousand is not a problem i've dealt with emails I've dealt with people's inboxes with over 900,000 emails in them, and it's not a problem. But, you know, it's not the same as somebody saying, well, they have 10 emails. You know, that, that's, to, like, to me, that actually seems like a lot because I like inbox zero. But uh, it, it's all relative, right? So somebody's like, oh, there might be 1,000. They probably don't realize that they can deal with that very quickly. But, and the reason I give emails as an example is that everyone who has that kind of in situation in their inbox just they throw their hands up, right? It's like, oh, well, it's just like email, email bankruptcy, right? right. Uh, but the problem is, is if you, or not the problem, the thing is if you just bring your awareness to what you're actually doing, how you're spending your time, those people might realize that 60% of those emails are complete junk that could be filtered out of life. Completely like automatically, they can delegate half of them. They can defer some of them to better times, and then they can actually deal with ones that they can deal with. And then you have a system, and you can deal with it. Right. And I know that that sounds extremely simple, but that's it. It, it gives you a very systems-minded approach to problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was. I was listening sense. to this. No, it makes perfect sense. I was listening to this musician. I'm spacing his name. It was. It was recently. He was talking about human beings. We weren't evolved to. We were evolved to play music. For 10 people in our garage, the moment that we've started playing for 10 million people all around the world, the pressure of that is different. (laughs) It's different. It's like it's like the birthing process. Like there's going to be blood when you first give birth, you know, and it's like when when the baby comes out, it's like it hurts. And I think that's kind of what's happening with the evolution of our species right now. It's like this is different. We have so much multitasking happening right now and we're just we're trying to keep up. Everybody's trying to keep up. You know, so like 
what are some of the, what are some of like the key because we're, we're short on time sadly but what are some of the key points i think as far as like it could be apps it could be attitudes like what are some things that you think people need to take with them to, to start bringing down the multitask list yeah sure well and just to reiterate really quick the point you were making there do you know how old the spoken word is roughly you know depending on what you look at just guess oh come on uh, <laughs> let me, yes. let me 50, 50,000 years old. 150,000 years, okay. Right. And the, the written word, guess about the written word. The written word is uh, 50,000 years old. 30,000. 30, All right. Okay. Excel is 30 years old. Okay. So we're just not like it's, we're still, a lot of us can't write. Think about that. It's writing is really hard for most people. So how should we like, you know, and that's been around since before we were like fully evolved. So anyway, uh, okay. (laughs) So there's a, there's a few things that are really helpful Uh, Two that I'd like to mention. Actually, there's three, there's three. So the first one is Evernote. A lot of people know Evernote, but with, do you use Evernote? Absolutely. Okay, so with but the thing is with Evernote, if for those who don't know it, it's a free uh, web application desktop. It's like everywhere, uh, and it's a free uh, service for taking notes in the forms of anything. Okay, so you can take text, web pages, uh, video, pictures, whatever you want. The key with Evernote, though, is to overuse it. Just pump it full of information and don't stop. Don't think. Don't hesitate. If you have an idea in your head, get it out of your head and get it into Evernote. It's that simple because. You can't know. Uh, well, okay, maybe you have an idea if an idea is good or bad, but you can't possibly know if that idea will ever be relevant. You just don't have that like view into the future. So get that information there. Get ideas flowing out of your head, and then they're they are in a safe place. And the beauty of Evernote is that everything there is searchable and sort of magically strung together by their algorithm. So. The second thing is a service called followup.cc. It's my number one productivity tool recommendation. It has been for years. And it allows you to, you, you can send an email to any time period you want at followup.cc. So you could say three days at followup.cc or Monday 9 p.m. at followup.cc or one week at followup.cc. And the beauty of this, and, and by the way, when you do that, that email comes back to you at that time in your inbox and now it has a snooze functionality built into it. But what that means is that if you can't deal with something right now, whether it's an email or a, a reminder, whatever it is, you can defer it, which is not the same as procrastination. Deferring is taking a very active role in saying there is a better time and possibly place for me to deal with this thing and that time is X. Forward that to that time, forget about it completely. And then when that time comes around, hopefully you'll be in a better situation to deal with it. In addition, you can use followup.cc as a follow-up service for emails that you send to people. So if I emailed you, Aaron, to say, hey, thanks so much for having me on the show. Let's catch up you know, in the future. I could write one month at followup.cc in the BCC field and then totally forget about it. Because part of the stress that people feel at email is that it's such a nebulous thing. It's a digital neb- you know, thing out there that a lot of the stress people feel is saying to themselves, did I get back to that person? And did they get back to me? Right. And so this completely eliminates that. Yeah. And then the third thing is virtual assistants. Uh, so do you have a virtual assistant? I have four virtual assistants. In awesome. Fact. Awesome. Good for you. So a lot of people don't even know what a virtual assistant is. And if you don't, a virtual assistant is basically an assistant who is not sitting in the room with you. They can do pretty much anything an assistant can do that doesn't require being in person. And they can even arrange for stuff to happen in person. So that's not even a relevant barrier anymore. 
Uh, and there are several kinds of virtual assistants. I started my own virtual assistant company about two months ago called The Less Doists, and they are the highest trained, most capable assistant service I've ever discovered, I've ever encountered. Awesome. And I recommend that everybody work with a virtual assistant service, mine or anyone else's, because it is an educational experience for you in terms of how you effectively communicate and delegate your needs to somebody who's not sitting in the room with you, which is an interesting parameter. So there you go. Those are three tools that I think are life-changing. I love all that so much. So the virtual assistant thing with the, with the delegation, I think it's so important because when you are able to delegate what you need to do to somebody else, what you're doing is you're delegating how you the, the best possible method for you to do it yourself as well. You know, it's easy when it's like, oh, it's all in my mind. It's all in my scruples here. You know, it's like you can do all sorts of BS and it's like, but it gets done at the end of the day. Exactly. When you have to make that list. It becomes very, very different. And, and along with the list thing, the Evernote, I just I want to say writing is so crucially important. Crystallizing your thought. You know, it's like writing in order to, to break down what you're actually thinking. I think we have so much floating around in our head. One of the things that you mentioned is how much you despise lists. Can you kind of maybe you maybe that's maybe that's changed. Maybe you like to do maybe, no no to do lists. To do lists. Right. Maybe that's <laughs> things change though. You know, could you kind of break down like what what's the most effective way to, to make the to do list or yeah. not? Okay, so first of all, the, the I'll I'll do this backwards for you. The the, the solution is followup.cc, honestly, because what it's gonna do is it's going to bring something to your attention at the best time for you to deal with it. And that is basically the answer to why to-do lists are bad. I can give you a, a really detailed psychological reasoning behind this, but the simple answer is that most to-do lists are filled with things that you can't do right now, and that's very hard on our brains to deal with right. because our brains are very simple in some ways, and they really like closure. They don't like seeing all these open-ended things. And the problem with most to-do lists is that they have things that are either too big of a project, so you can't finish it right now, or they depend on somebody else to do something first before you can do anything else. And that's very frustrating on a subconscious level. And there's this voice in our heads. It's actually called, it's, it actually has a name. It's called the Zigarnik effect. And it's this voice in our heads that pushes us to complete the uncompleted. And we get this thing called cognitive dissonance, basically, where we're just, it's it logger jams and we can't get stuff done. So... You want to have – the to-do list really should be a one-at-a-time item at the time that you can deal with it. So that's where uh, the follow-up.cc is great. But then in addition to that, you can have a project list. And that's – I use Evernote for that. So I have several projects. There's like seven or eight things. And in that project list, it's very simple. I have a bunch of notes on each – there's a card for each project. And I can give you an example right now. There's a video podcast that I'm, I'm working on, a new app that I'm developing, uh, and my next book. And so those are huge things, right? And there's lots of notes. But what I have at the top of each note is next action and most recent action. Awesome. And that's it. So what that means is I can dip in there, look at some notes, brainstorm a little, get out of it, and decide when the next action is and when it's going to happen. Awesome. Yeah, there's another program that I use called Momentum. I think it's what it's called. Do you, are you familiar with that? It's like when yeah, your, yeah. your screen pops up, right? It just says, Let's, what's the one thing you want to create today? It has a pretty picture in the background. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, so I think what's important about this conversation, for, for me at least, is that you're using all of these tools in order to reduce stress. You know, it's like at the end of the day, it's like who cares like how much money you made or how successful you were or whatever it was. It's like were you stressed out the whole time? Did life suck and you made a bunch of money? Or was you, were you at ease? Were you enjoying yourself? You know, I think that that's the thing that we need to really get into. So like 
what's been the evolution of, of change with you with your the Crohn's and the inflammation and all that? Was I mean, I'm sure it wasn't just like one day all of a sudden it's like, I discovered Evernote. I'm better. <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> right, right. No, so yeah, obviously, well, this is the thing is it started obviously with, with, with the Crohn's. It started with nutrition, supplements, and, and fitness, uh, which I, I mean, I went, I went through Ironman training before I knew really anything about about being efficient per se. I mean, I, I was already on the path, but I hadn't quite created the whole system. Uh, and I wish I had because I would have been able to do Ironman training at about a third of the time that I did it. Mm. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. What I realized though very quickly was uh, I could tell anybody, hey, look, you want to deal with this issue? Eat this and here's the things. Take these and here's the pills and do these exercises. And they could do it or not do it, but it's very prescriptive. But then you say, okay, now you have to manage stress. There's no like, and that's the problem. There's no really easy answer there. So that was the last piece. You know, there, there's definitely, you have to take care of your physical being, obviously, with, and you, you, you understand this more than most, obviously, that you, you have to start there. Well, I mean, you're, you know, no, I'm based, on the, based on the, based on the background, <laughs> you might know something. Uh, so, you know, before you can really delve into a lot of the stress situations. And, and the truth is, is a lot of that stuff helps stress. As you know, you know, exercise is going to help you stress and, and manage stress. Eating well is going to put less stress on your body and cause uh, you to be less inflamed. Supplements can help all of that as well. So it, it all builds up the final piece to, you know what I would put it this way is the the physical stuff helps you do really well and get to a good place and then the stress management helps you thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was uh, you mentioned in your book the Simpsons. <laughs> there was that when Mr. Burns I actually rewatched it after you mentioned it, Mr. Burns goes to the hospital and uh, to get this checkup or whatever and the doctor's like, well, Mr. Burns, it seems that you have every disease ever yes. and we've even discovered new diseases but it's so great because they've all kind of jammed themselves up in the door they can't get into your body and so you're 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 kind of teetering on this line of aliveness because you have every you've so much crap going on inside your system you know i think that that's kind of like that's kind of what we're doing is we're just balancing along that tightrope holding all of our marbles up you know so what about right. like what about like some of the more esoteric approaches what about meditation what about introspection what about just i don't know like what was the mental route for you so uh i, I was I actually became a yoga a certified yoga instructor at the time just for my own knowledge which was very helpful meditation i love meditation i meditate every day it's very difficult for a lot of people and myself included i've gone through many many different iterations of kinds of meditation and what I settle on at this point, honestly, is that there's a, a woman named Mary Meckley who is a wonderful, wonderful human being, has the Daily Meditation Podcast. And every single day of the year, she puts out a new meditation podcast. It's usually about 15 to 20 minutes. And I listen to that. And that is, and sometimes I'm sitting and paying attention and sometimes I'm not. But that is sort of my, my meditative baseline. Uh, there's also, I wash the dishes in our house. And that, yes. is, my, that is also uh, actually proven as a method of sort of mindfulness meditation. So my meditation is what really works for me. So there's like Headspace and Budify. And there's a bunch of things now that make that a lot more accessible. Right. But like TM and uh, Vipassana and all that stuff, it just, it, they're great. But it just, I, I cannot make myself do it. So um, I, think it's, I think it's very important. I think it's very effective. The problem 
that I find with it for most people is that unless you become a very dedicated practitioner, you can do it, but the effects don't last very long. So it's great to say like, okay, I'm stressed out. I'm going to take a few minutes. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to meditate. And I, that will help. There's no question. But maybe 15 minutes later, you're right back into it. And to me, that's just not an offensively efficient way of dealing with the issue at hand. Right. Yeah. I think Karate Kid was like spot on or whoever that was with the you know, wax on, wax off, young grasshopper. You know, it's like exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's a big deal. If you can tap into... How am I standing? How am I washing these dishes? How am I breathing? You know, what's happening in my biology? If you tap into your breath and your biology, how's my foot feel right now? It's really tough to be concentrated on your, on your foot and be thinking about the business whatever that you have at 5 o'clock. You know? Yeah, it really is. And breath, breathing is the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and there, and it's the, the breathings. It's it's like the it's the the pathway into your your autonomic nervous system, also our voluntary nervous system. It's the one thing that we can control from both ends, you know, so that we can start to tap into that by adjusting our breath, you know. And so these are like little. There there are more and less effective ways to breathe depending upon what your what your goal is. Did right. you kind of come up with any kind of like Pareto's principle or law or whatever that is, eighty twenty principle in relation to? meditation to concentration to relaxation by chance uh yeah well so heart rate variability training to me is like the real hack in terms of sort of meditation and honestly you can do it with a free app like stress doctor where it takes five minutes where you're breathing in time with the screen and it's showing your heart rate and it's really giving you like very immediate biofeedback and in my experience doing that like twice a day has very impactful and lasting effects uh, but then as far as breathing I'm a big fan of box breathing which is for people who don't know it's really just where you're you're breathing in holding breathing out and holding for the same number so like four beats in four beats hold four beats out four beats uh, hold out and then do it again and honestly two or three cycles of that is very resetting we most of us don't realize what even you know? I see you're you're at a standing desk. I'm in a temporary workspace right now. I I rarely sit actually. Uh, but when we sit, even if you have good posture, you tend to collapse a little bit. And even when you're standing, you know, a lot of people breathe more shallowly than they realize. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another thing that you can add on to that is tinker with the breath as well. When you when you're breathing out for a longer period of time, they they, they say that activates more your parasympathetic nervous system. More breathing in. <gasps> Activates more sympathetic, more fight, 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 right. flight, right? You know, and so it's something if, if, we're, if we're stressing out, tinker with box breathing, tinker with breathing out, maybe double your breath out. Just explore, you know, like all this stuff that we're putting out here right now, it's all models. You know, take it into your own right. self and figure out what works for you. What about the nutrition piece of it? Because I know it had to have been incredibly frustrating to feel the feeling that your body is not on your team. I think is probably one of the most frustrating experiences in the world. In your experience, you got to actually f know, you know, like it's not, we're separated with a lot of people. They're not on the same team. They don't even realize it. I think that's almost more insidious. You know, did, yeah. Like, what was, what was your experience with like, wh why won't it work with, you know, food, like vegetarian, what, vegan maybe? Well, like, what the heck? Like, what was the food process? Uh, so, well, <laughs> funny, part of it was the processing. Um, I, I I was I got into pretty intense cardio at the time, which I'd never done before. I actually did. The, have you ever heard of the Insanity workout? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So people people don't know it's it's a it's a sixty day 
hardcore cardio workout DVD program. It's it's the same people that make P90X, but it, it's like all cardio and it's a month shorter. Right. Uh, I lost 20, 21 pounds in like a month. Um, and it was amazing. I mean, like it, it was, it was great. And I, in a lot of ways, I believe I turned my body into like a furnace. I mean, now I can eat anything and honestly, like really anything. And, uh, no problems. Like I'll just, even if it's something that's not great, I tend to burn through it. I have such a fast metabolism now. Uh, so that's one of it. Honestly, like with with Crohn's particularly, you get narrowing of the, the digestive tract. Things slow down, and so helping to speed that up and helping your body just like burn through food better is good. Because if you're if you're eating a lot of not good food and you're and you're somewhat sedentary, that's a really bad combination, right? Um, but. Basically, what I settled on was a diet that is high in good fat and low in sugar, and it's that simple. Honestly, I'm not. I've never ever been gluten free. I was vegan for about a month, uh, and it, the vegan diet to me, it, I'd say 95% of the people that I meet who are vegans do it wrong. And to do it right takes an enormous amount of work, planning, and money in a lot of cases. But you can certainly do it right, and there's nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. But most people don't do it right. Um, I was vegetarian for about six months, and then I was pescatarian for about three years, and then uh, now I now I can eat pretty much anything I want. And and the pescatarian thing, I actually personally think that a pescatarian diet is an incredibly healthy diet. I just really like bacon. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, so I've never been ketogenic. I've never been low carb, really. And again, I've never been gluten free. But it really is that high fat, low sugar. Sugar is inflammatory. It messes with your gut bacteria. And those high fats are anti-inflammatory, really good for your brain, really good for everything. Have you ever heard of John Sarnos work, Dr. Yeah. John Sarnos? Awesome. Yeah. So his, yeah. Whole, his whole thing, he wrote, he wrote a couple of books. One, one's mind over back pain. The other one's healing back pain. Everything in relation yeah. to back pain. Anyways, his whole thing with that is uh, that back pain manifests as essentially like a distraction away from your emotional crap. Right. Right. You know, so it's like. I'm actually thinking about my mommy issues or whatever it is, but all this stuff that I don't really want to get into. And so we end up <laughs> manifesting this distraction of my shoulder hurts all day. This shoulder. Oh, do you feel like there was any relation with that? Like IBS is like this pseudo diagnosis. Like, well, your tummy hurts all the time and your poo is funny. It's like, well, okay, great. We have a title. What does that mean? It doesn't get to the bottom of anything. The bottom of it is emotionally there's something happening there. Yeah, I would say that um, I was probably harboring the stress of $3 million of debt in my gut <laughs> when I was 23. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was a big real estate project that I did at the time. So, yeah, that was like, that was a thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with that in a lot of cases. And I really, I, the human body is a dam, okay? Like, it, it, and if you fill it up with stress, like, it's going to break somewhere. Some people, they get bad sleep. Some people get fat and some people get chronic illnesses and that's what I got, you know, because stress, stress is inflammatory. There's, I mean, that's, it just is. It's a, a known thing. So uh, it's, it's just a matter of who you are in terms of how it's going to break through. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are running out of time. Um, so the book, it, I, I read it like, like six months ago, Art of Less Doing. I think everything, how, how do you, what's, what's everything called? It's all, it's all runs by the same brand, right? Yeah, Less Doing, More Living. I mean, if you go to lessdoing.com, you can find out everything. Yeah, and I loved the book, by the way. It is like Thank you so much. full <laughs> with information as far as, I mean, it's, it's probably, probably way more information than you, than you need, but enough for everybody. 
You know, it's like a- anybody out there will get value from that book, I would say. You know, and so I, I highlighted the crap out of it with like the stuff that related to me. And it was it was fantastic. Um, so where do people find you, your website, your podcast is fantastic, the book, all that stuff. What's the, what's the spot? They can find everything at lessdoing.com. The book is there, the podcast, uh, the podcasts, actually plural, and um, the coaching programs, everything's there. Awesome. Radical man, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. It was really fun to get in chat with you. Thank you so much. All right, cheers. Align Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I greatly appreciate your comments and your shares in iTunes. They determine the ranking and the visibility of the show, and they make me smile. So I look forward to reading those guys. Be sure to check out the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you can find my blog. You can find this podcast, more information about the topics and the, and the uh, guests that we've had on the show. You can find hundreds of absolutely free instructional videos on self-care, functional movement, how to get strong, how to get fast, how to get exactly what you want out of your body. You can check out the online coaching where we work work out how to optimize your movement practice so that you can live optimally and pain-free for the rest of your life. As well, be sure to check out the self-care kit where it is as small enough to fit underneath the seat in your car. And it's like a physical therapist and a massage therapist all wrapped up into one package. I know you guys are going to love the website. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value out of it. And I look forward to hearing your comments. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.
Thank you.